This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Well, images of love and joy fill storefronts, TV screens and social media. For many people, the reality of the holidays isn't quite so cheerful. Between stressful end-of-year deadlines, family dysfunction and the losses of a difficult year, this time can actually be quite stressful. So psychologist Colette Smart is here with some self-care tips for the season. G'day, Colette. Hi, Katrina. So how real is this end-of-year burnout phenomenon as we as we rush to wrap up our unfinished work and try to deal with our Christmas to-do lists? Oh, I think... This year has been particularly huge, I think, for all of us. You know, the the elephant in the room is obviously COVID. But I found that I have felt particularly exhausted this year. Uh, I've had to take a step back from social media. And uh, it's this crazy rush towards the end of the year where you we all now trying to finish things and uh you know and don't forget too we've got this almost rest deficit because this time last year we we're facing the bushfire so no one got a proper break yes last summer yes. I, had, I actually hadn't even thought of that yeah that's true we there was so much going on and then we plunged straight into covid and teaching from home if you're a parent and working from home and all of these things and What's fascinating is the World Health Organization recognizes end-of-year burnout as a real phenomenon. Now, there isn't a lot of data on the actual rise of, in depression around this time of year, but there's a lot of anecdotal evidence. Hmm. Uh, in people I've spoken to, you just see people generally talking about the stress around this time of year as it is and this real end-of-year burnout, which is a real phenomenon. And so I, I do think that there's a lot of people – uh, just feeling the pressure to complete everything before the end of the year has ended and uh, trying to fix things that have gone wrong. And then I think there's some people facing the stress of knowing they're unemployed for next year. They're not sure what next year is going to look like. So I think people are carrying a lot this year. Yeah, and there's also that whole thing of the not being able to make the plans, not being able to see the family, yeah. not being able to do the, the overseas trip to visit family that was planned for last year. So there's all those losses. What do you think are some signs that we could be dealing with a little bit of pre-Christmas burnout? So there's three areas to look at. I, I, the first one is the emotional symptom, so the irritability often. So it's not you crying in a corner, but it's that you feeling on edge all the time, irritable. Then you might feel miserable. You might feel down about looking back at what's happened or what you've lost or worrying about what's coming next year. Uh, some people may be easily tearful. Then we see sleep disturbances, nightmares where you – these things are playing over and over in your head. That is the emotional symptom. Our physical symptoms then are the um, just the physical exhaustion, the mm. mental ex- exhaustion. You might have headaches, aches and pains, things that seem to pop up. And then also, are we choosing unhealthy ways of coping? So having alcohol to calm down at the end of the day, making unhealthy decisions like that, those are, are dangerous decisions as we head into this time of year. Okay, so Colette, any tips for how we can manage all the pressure of this season without burning out? So it's important to keep our expectations realistic. So not trying to do too much, making this perfect Christmas time, perfect family get-togethers and so on. Trying not to compare yourself with what you see in your social media feed. Everyone's Christmas trees are up. I, I mean, my Christmas tree is usually up by this time of year. 
I haven't even looked for one, which is is not usually me. And I've had to just put that aside and go, you know what? It's actually okay. We'll I get to the totally Christmas tree. forgot about Christmas this year. It was like, oh, I need to start thinking about that. Yeah, so being kind to yourself, going, you know what? It's it's all right. If it, if it goes up two days before Christmas this year for you and that works, that's fine. <laughs> and then um, I think, you know, the benefits of volunteering and giving – are so important. And now this is not to overload you with, oh, that's another thing Colette says I have to do. But it's really about knowing that volunteering is good for our minds and our bodies. When we look out at the community, it actually diminishes our loneliness, it reduces our stress, our social isolation, and we develop really solid support systems. And so we see it broken into two categories, the watch or the wallet of giving. So the watch is your time. So perhaps you can't use your wallet to give. So the watch is your time. Are you um, perhaps able to bake and take muffins to an elderly uh, neighbor or staff who are on duty in a nursing home or the fireys to thank them for or, or remember where they were at last year? Deliver a meal to an elderly neighbor um, or someone who's ill or help someone do their garden. Uh, Volunteer to look after a neighbor's pet if they're away because, you know, they can't uh, afford pet care at this time of year. So those are uh, you're using your time. And then your wallet might be you, you may be able to donate to a food pantry or help your children get involved with you in choosing items. Uh, I know Hope 103.2 does work with Operation Christmas Child. That Mm. kind of, you might already have done that. Um, Putting books and toys together, activities you could drop off at a local children's hospital and Westmead and so on. And then I think really important to just keep up self-care. So making sure you're getting some moderate exercise, going for a walk in the evenings if you can, eating well, drinking plenty of water, and then really watching our alcohol intake at this time of year. Um, That is the time it does go up and it's not helpful. Yeah, absolutely, Colette. You know, I've put a bit of a self-limit on myself um, to only ever have two drinks at an occasion because I've noticed that I'm more likely to have conflict if I've had alcohol. Yes. I don't know. It's just because I think your filters are are down or, you know, you're less inhibited and you just say things without thinking. Yeah. I just find I can avoid conflict if I don't have more than two And drinks. it affects your mood. You often mm. find you first use it to relax or as a – Uh, social pick-me-up but afterwards you end up feeling more down or more depressed Uh, or even if you're using it to relax at the end of the day Mm. uh, you actually find the effects um, aren't helpful an hour or two later you actually sleep worse you might fall asleep because you've had something to drink um, a glass of wine or whatever but later on you wake up and it affects your sleep cycle so it's important if you are someone who has an occasional social drink also just to watch that you're having days off during the week um, over this Christmas period where you you do teetotal for certain days yeah absolutely okay that is psychologist Colette Smart we're talking about how to avoid the end of year burnout Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.